Did you know the owner of the Schwarzgruppe is Dieter, named Dieter? No, but that would have been in my top five names. Yeah. It's not a shock. Um, up to Sunday. Boy, this week is just... Hurtling at us like a freight train? A big orange freight train, John. It'll be 84 before you know it. Or 83. I, mean, I skipped it. Don't skip a year. That wouldn't be fair. I can't wait to get to 84, though. 84 was a great year if you, if you love Prince. And I do. Okay. Or, um, you know, who's that guy? <laughs> Aldous Huxley, that's who. Okay. Uh, that, a... that is going to anchor so many people, and I love it. <laughs> I want to I want to get letters. <laughs> I'm not, not getting any letters, not getting any tweets over here. I need some. Listeners, remember, how you doing at beingjimdavis.com. <laughs> No one even wrote it. Okay, here's what I'm angry about, John. Yeah. People have been writing in to how you doing at beingjimdavis.com to let us know how they're doing. And I appreciate that. This week, nobody wrote in. But also, nobody wrote in to does this segment have legs at beingjimdavis.com <laughs> to tell us that the how you doing segment doesn't have legs. We specifically gave them an option if they wanted us to stop doing that segment. The people know yeah. what they want, and it is to continue their it is, indifference. It is, it is to it not like, email it us. feels like we're getting mixed messages. <laughs> <laughs> the, the complete lack of any, any messages. I hope I hope can people write in to uh, does this segment have legs at being jimdavis.com and can they please request that you keep doing Scooby-Doo's on Saturdays that would be great good yeah I I mean I think they should you could you can do that (laughs) but yes anyone could do that I was just looking on my phone at the uh, daily garf cast which yeah. I mentioned earlier. Look yeah. at his episode lengths. It's just one, day after wow. day. One minute. One minute. One minute. Wow. One minute. Wow. Two minutes. One minute. This guy doesn't fuck around. I love Brady Rainey. <laughs> is is he is he recording live to his upload? I mean, it kind of seems that way. And he's still well. going strong. I, I like on the one hand, like I want to, I want to listen to that. But oh, I recommend it. He he's doing like like contemporary. Yeah, right? it's where we'll be in 38 years. Yeah, I don't want to be influenced by what he said. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> okay, you're listening to being Jim Davis. That owl is staring at you. My name is John Gibson, and I am Jim Davis. My name is Christopher Winter. My tagline was better. My name is Billy Seaguire, and I am Jim Davis. <laughs> Chris, I thought it was rude how you said that your tagline was better. It's a better tagline, John. It put me into shocked silence. What tagline are you talking about? You mean the one yesterday? No, no, the or one that days, just came days up. The one, that, the one that came up randomly for me today. Oh, well, no one knows uh, what that is because you no. didn't read it. You're listening to Being Jim Davis. Yo, this proletariat be lumpen. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Yeah, the lumpen proletariat. Yeah, I know. I know what I know about the. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay.
Okay. It's a term the in petite, Marxism. Joe. The petite bourgeoisie. Yeah, no, I, I, I okay. Someday I'll All explain right. Marxism to you. God, I wish you wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> it's Sunday, well, December You know 19th. that sooner or later it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's just a matter of time. Um, he's like a, he's not a good writer. No, I didn't know. No, he's not. Who, Jim like, Davis? Uh, no, Jim Davis is a great writer. No, we're, we're also talking about, disagree. Do we talking about Karl Marx? I mean, he was a great. I mean, Das thinker, Kapital is like three volumes or something. He was a great thinker. I feel like he was not a great prose. I feel like it's you know Jim Davis. He, he was an influencer. Him, you know, free uh, social media. Yeah, tighten up his. Oh God, what he could have done on Instagram. Oh. It's Sunday, Feet December 19th, Karl Marx's and TikToks. today we're reading the 1,645th ever Garfield strip. Mm-hmm. What happens in today's Garfield? Uh, John, in today's Garfield, oh, oh, fuck, it's back. John, it's back. The sentient purple cloud, it's back, John. And this time, it's pointy. My God, I'm here to witness it. Wow. Remember the sentient purple cloud? Of yeah. course, I remember. They the were sentient. camping. I was, I was, <laughs> I, I'm frantically searching back for for that strip because I don't, I, I, you know, I want to compare them. Yeah, it was a series of strips. And so by frantically, that was when, I mean I opened a new tab and was about to like. I mean, that was when we were introduced I to. I don't John even know how to find that. This is when we were introduced to it. John Arbuckle's alter ego, Din Mother. Yeah. Um, classic run of strips for you guys, if I may class- say so. It was a classic. <laughs> it was our golden era, really. I mean, what? Okay, but looking at this, like, what other explanation is there for that weird purple shape behind John and Garfield? It's the shape of a bush, but it's purple. And it, it this really does seem. I haven't read any of the words yet, but it's, it's looming over. So I, idyllic here. It's as if a false reality has been presented. Actually, kind of looks like a like a Dr. Seuss tree. Okay, yeah, yes. maybe it's just a fucking yeah. truffula tree. It's I a truffula tree, yeah. But what, like it's like that's been knocked over already. It's on the ground. I don't know. It could be. It could be a giant one, and it's it could like, be a Seussian bush it's coming mm. up from behind the horizon. It could be huh? a truffula bush. Yeah. So hmm. John is hanging out, uh, leaning against nothing. Somehow, or I guess sit ups. It's, is he leaning against the horizon? No, that is sit ups. Yeah, Billy's like, is yeah. that is a is he weird sit ups. He's doing sit ups. That is a really weird, yeah, boy. His posture is messed up. <laughs> is he supposed to be like reclining? Is he is John in repose? I think he's meant to be in repose, he, like, he's resting his arms on that grassy knoll. His, his torso is against. Is he I, wait? Wait, nearly wait. Follow this. Wait, is John Arbuckle wearing a fucking turtleneck? (laughs) (laughs) That is accurate. That is an accurate assessment of his fashion report. Scooby Doo's fans, fashion report. John Arbuckle (laughs) is wearing a a very light cyan blue turtleneck and some, some darker blue jeans. It's a blue ensemble. But the turtleneck is absolutely the dominant feature of his wardrobe. Has have we ever seen John Arbuckle in a turtleneck? Like that that that's exactly the same blue as his I think maybe button-up we have. collar shirt. Yep. 
Oh, we have. Didn't he wear God Lyman's it. it's, shirt it's one time? Nothing ever new ever in. The- <laughs> well, it it is December, so mm. if he is outside, even you know, I've seen December's without snow, but they've still been at least turtleneck weather. Mm. Yeah, he's in, in Indiana. In Indiana, it's yeah, a, it's yeah. not a, it's not a tropical zone. I'm sorry, I don't it's live a- in tropical. You know how how's the weather where you're at right now? Awful, god awful, <laughs> hyperborean, um, uninhabitable, just, just, just unrelentingly. It's this is not a place fit for human habitation. It's like people shouldn't. You shouldn't live somewhere where if you go outside, that's enough to kill you. I regret leaving Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> really regret leaving Hawaii right now. Um, John, I don't think I've ever seen John Arbuckle in a turtleneck. Maybe he's never won one before. How do you ever feel about? Did you ever think of that? A shock aside, how do you feel about John Arbuckle in a turtleneck? Confused. Uh, um, I mean, putting the shock aside, yeah, confused. Um, I think I'm, I'm resisting it. Shock. There's a lot of denial. Okay. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. These are emotions to be worked through. What I'm seeing. Um, I'm wondering: Is it my fault? Did I do this? It's not, um, it's not is he wearing the turtleneck because I did something wrong? I, I, is it because Lyman wore a turtleneck and then Lyman abandoned us? Now John's wearing a turtleneck. Is John going to leave us? Is it, is it because I I'm unlovable? What if what if Garfield's wearing a turtleneck in the next one? God, we could finally be done with this fucking thing. Um, I don't think I've ever seen John Arbuckle in a turtleneck. I associate turtlenecks with Lyman. Wait, I'm well, sorry. Are you going to end the podcast the day that Garfield wears a turtleneck? Because like that's that doesn't denote that Garfield has died in any way. Just that Garfield I think is. That's the day we need to expand the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I think when we when we finally see Garfield in a turtleneck, it'll be like, all right, our work here is done. <laughs> every, every major character has appeared in a turtleneck. <laughs> Um, God. I wouldn't classify Lyman as a major character. <laughs> wow, that's that's brutal. Um, well, and it's just a statement of fact. Also, listeners, just going to say it. That's right. We didn't even mention the prelusionary panel. Deal with it. Um, the stars are a slightly different shade. Okay, from John's now we've shirt. Okay, now we. <laughs> so, since you one, brought it up. <laughs> John's in a turtleneck. He's in repose on a grassy knoll. Garfield walks in from right to left on the top of the knoll. And behind them is just this. Oh, they're the same shade as the sky. That's what it is. Just this spiky, poofy, bush-like thing that is that same shade of purple lavender that the carnivorous sentient cloud was. A year or however long ago I, that was. It makes me fear for John and Garfield right now. Because, it's really looming over them. Yeah, it's it's got a you know to to be hip and current with the kids. It's got a WandaVision vibe mm-hmm. where it's like this sit things aren't right right now, but everything seems very nice. 
is also a very Hitchcockian setup because like we can see the cloud, but John and Garfield <laughs> are their backs yeah. are to it. They're like, just they having a dinner conversation. Like, yeah, you they don't, don't know, you know there's what? a bomb They're under just the table. Dinner on there's top a of bomb it. under the table. Uh and this this is the reality where John wears a turtleneck. Mm. This is how you know it's not really happening. The this darkest is a good of all point. possible yeah. worlds. It's Lyman's dream. In my world, they all wear turtlenecks. <laughs> <laughs> Down here, we all wear turtlenecks. <laughs> uh, panel two, John turns to Garfield and says, Oh God! If he if he turned to Garfield and said, "Down here, we all wear turtlenecks," <laughs> says, "Good morning, Garfield. I'm so happy you can share this glorious morning with me." That's honestly, that's even creepier somehow. <laughs> it it is pretty. It's pretty messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then in the third panel, these dark forms <laughs> seem to rise up from the horizon. They really do. Uh. Yeah, and I, so I don't weird. I don't know Silhouette. who it's I think it's I don't know if you said Nexus or Hexus, but it could be Hexus from Fern Gully, in which case he would be saying Michelangelo would give up painting in a minute if he saw the canvas Mother Nature had rendered just for us today. <laughs> and then ah! in the next panel, Garfield says, well, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, is that a, a, a windmill or a, a what is that? I had wondered oh, over about on the that. left. Yeah, it's either a windmill or one of those two leg robots from the Star Wars. You know those two leg robots, the big ones. Yeah, that walk well, in icy planets. I think chicken two leg ones are the. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know what you're talking about, Baba yeah, Yaga. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Pictures at the exhibition. It's John Wick um, lurking over in the corner. He's he's going to kill them in an amusing but uh, beautifully choreographed way. So John Arbuckle in silhouette says, oh, no, you already read that. Okay. Yeah, that's not because that's not John Arbuckle. That is that is some monstrous form whose form we cannot comprehend. Mm -hmm. And so Jim Davis has presented them only in shadow. Honestly, and then I we heard, cut back to, to John and Garfield on the next panel. I heard you doing that voice and I was paying attention, but I wasn't reading. And so I just thought that was a that was a weird picturesque thing you were saying for some reason. And I was like, you know, I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. I don't really understand what he's talking about. <laughs> Maybe it's a reference to Fern Gully. I haven't I, I don't remember Fern Gully all that well. Yeah, I don't know. That's an animated movie or something. I don't yeah, know. it's uh, it's it's in an environmentally like themed, it. yeah, animated movie starring uh, uh, Tim Curry, Robin Williams. Robin Williams raps in it. If you want that, so yeah, I I, I, I have just, wanted that for so long. <laughs> I do not remember this dialogue from Fern Gully, but I just you know I don't remember it that well. I, I know it was you were actually just reading the dialogue. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's helpful. So uh, in the three o'clock panel. A bird has landed on John's index finger, which mm. is lovingly rendered. Both the finger and the bird. The bird is going chirp, chirp. The bird seems like a harbinger of doom. It's a red bird. Yeah, you know, bloodshed, yeah. John. 
crimson red. Mm-hmm. Anyway, John's saying to Garfield with his eyes closed, just listen to the symphony of sound from nature's flute section. It's not how symphonies work. That's a what symphony you, is. It's not just it's not just flutes. But okay. Well, he's he might be section. saying, "Listen to this symphony. Mm-hmm. I provided it in multi-track format so that you can individually pick out the instrumentation." Mm, it's like a Peter and the Wolf section? thing. Symphony well, I just, absolutely you know, has a flute section. No, but it's not just a like. If you if you go to the symphony, and it's yeah. just the flute going tweet tweet chirp chirp it's like the symphony's everything playing together okay this is tr- i'm trying to match my reaction i see what i, I see symphony, what you, i see what you're getting at yeah i if, guess you're right you know if you know finally mm-hmm. it's all it's all over i'm outside yep. again the first, first thing, thing i choose do to do is <laughs> go to the symphony and i sit back and everyone like a full amount of people the same yep. number of people that would normally be in a symphony mm-hmm. but they all pull out flutes <laughs> I suppose it should say, listen to the subset of the symphony of sound from Nature's Flute Section. Yeah, I just, you know, it's not a symphony of sound if it's just a bird. It's one bird. That's a solo act, which is fine. Mm-hmm. What could be, you could have solos in a symphony. Okay. Okay, I'm just, you know, I, John, I haven't been outside in a long time. I haven't seen a symphony. Um... In the next you don't one, see a symphony, Chris. You hear a symphony. I mean, you can see a symphony. It does, look, look. They don't. They don't. They don't put up a sign that says like, "Please close your eyes now before the symphony walks on." I actually have seen a sign like that. The the unseen symphony. If you open your eye, if audience members, please be aware. Staring directly at the symphony will drive you insane. <laughs> um, John Arbuckle has some flowers and they're not well drawn. Or I guess maybe the bird turned into flowers. Yeah, has he transmuted the bird into flowers? It seems like he turned the bird into flowers. He puts another it sign that it's a false Garfield's reality. Nose, and he says, and the perfect sights and sounds are perfumed with these lovely flowers. What do you think, Garfield? So panel three, sight. Panel four, sound. Panel five, smell. Listeners, panel six and seven are going to be intense. He's on a roll. (laughs) Panel six, here, eat this squirrel. Lick Uh, this bush. Feel the... And this, the malevolent carnivorous sentient purple cloud is just looming behind them all this umami. time. And it's, it probably is umami. That's right, yeah. John. I mean, this would be the moment for the carnivorous purple cloud to taste them. Yeah, Ooh. it could just envelop them. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I don't know what happens when the cloud gets, like, how does that work? Does it just dissolve you? Or I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid to find out. Mm. does it feed in a traditional way or more on like a psychic essence i think mm. probably it just like inches slowly towards the camera and mm-hmm. then and then the camera cuts away and you hear a scream and then you just have the thought bubble well that was weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, you, you know what kind of cut that is chris 
Is it a smash cut, John? It's an it's an L cut. It's a jump cut. Okay. So in the next panel, Garfield is smelling the flowers, and John is somehow. I, I, for some reason, he's disappointed, even though like nothing is happening. Yeah, his his lust for life has been drained. I I kind of like this panel, particularly even out of context. This would be so much better. He's really is just shoving those flowers in Garfield's yeah, face. Yeah, like he's just yeah. oh, putting them there, and they're looking right at each other. Still, their eyes are right up close against each other, and they're staring with those heavy lids and no expressions on their face and the purple cloud is looming over them. I like this one a lot. Yeah. I want just some of like some of the Twin Peaks soundtrack just to play like a drone to play over this one panel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Garfield, I mean, John starts talking backwards. Or yeah. maybe John has a thought bubble and Garfield has a speech bubble. These are all great options. Well, that's not what happens. No, no, unfortunately no. not. So we're not going to talk about that anymore. <laughs> Here's what we're going to talk about. I'd like I'd like to know. So 4.30. Panel uh, 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 V sub 3. Mm-hmm. Southeast. Same exact uh, uh, drawing. John's still shoving the flowers in there. We see a little bit more of John's hand, uh, his, his left hand. Poking out mm. kind of it, awkwardly. Yeah, what is he doing? It's like really digging into his own armpit for some it's reason. It's honestly impressive that they would have redrawn John's body language <laughs> for this pen. His his position has not changed. No. It really emphasizes the like fucked up proportions that he has. Like that yeah. his finger his his fingers are thicker than his upper arm on his other arm. So that's, John, that's John's left arm has not moved the entire strip. Yeah, this is weird. This you is genuinely you, weird. You really don't care, do you? Is what he says. For a second, I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> I considered it. Not really, no. No, I do not. <laughs> and Garfield thinks bingo. And, then, and that's it. That's yeah. how it ends. That's done. Just yes. It's over now. It's over now, <laughs> listeners. It ended like that. Yeah, you thought that you probably thought it would go on longer, but it didn't. So it's over. I feel like I, I feel like he missed an opportunity for like a better punchline, like a punchline, mm-hmm. like um, well, it, like he was going through the senses, you know. And I feel like that would have been a good joke to have Garfield be like, "Oh, now I get to taste it," and then he like eats the bird or something, or or yeah, yeah. I, I, I would posit mm-hmm. that today's strip is actually funnier. If you read it clockwise. Oh. Because in that way, he acknowledges that <laughs> Garfield doesn't want to be there midway through mm-hmm. and then just says, fuck it. <laughs> and decides he, to enjoy. It's a happier ending for John if you read mm-hmm. it that way. So you end in the Nexus panel? Uh, the, 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 middle, the middle panel is separate. That is its own strip. That is a preclusionary panel so, in this. In this there are three reading, non-canonical read, panels. What okay? What if you read clockwise, starting from the uh, what do we call the panel when it's not part of the strip, but it's sort of preclusionary? Oh, the yeah. simulationary panel. Yeah. What if you started there, 
and then went clockwise. So you go down and then you come around and then you do the the title panel, the double wide, and then you end in the nexus. Wait, the title yeah. panel is part of the story now? What? Are you saying the We're, title panel is part of the narrative? The topic of discussion is alternative ways of reading a Sunday Garfield. No, that's what I was right? asking. So, is in yeah. your alternative, the so like part, well, midway you, through you the narrative, like, Garfield is just reclining under giant letters that say his name yeah okay. and then he and no, then he I'm wanders enjoying. out from them to all right yeah. i wonder what john's up to let me yeah, go see okay i'm fine I know. I, yes and you know yeah no i was just i wasn't okay <laughs> i was just clarifying i wasn't asking incredulously okay i think you read incredulity into my tone of voice i i think i read a little bit more than incredulity Okay, well, I don't know what you were reading. No. Um, uh, I mean, it's all just panels, isn't it? Yeah. It's all just when you think about fucking... when you think about it. It's all just panels. They're all every one of them is a panel. That's mm, each really panel a painting. Really makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a this is not a bad one. Honestly, it's no, as, as they go. I'm. I'm a little confused because I'm looking through, we're nearing the end of the week and I'm looking through the tabs I have open on my browser. And, you know, there's the Scooby-Doo Eats course. Sure, there's a bunch of about Charlie Chan and uh, author Earl Derbiggs, Biggers. Sure. You know, this is Quora question about why people extend their pinky finger with taking a drink. And then for some reason... <laughs> There's the list of Wario quotes from Mario. <laughs> Wait, that's not a thing we talked about. When was I looking that up on the side while we were talking about something? We else? were looking for uh, lists of people named Dieter. Dieter did. Yeah. That's <laughs> Dieter, Dieter Wario is his full Christian name. <laughs> and I'll tell you, some of these quotes are really good. They really make you think. I'm not going to read them. I just, just so you know, yeah, they, that they, they don't, they don't make you speak. They just, make no, you, no, yeah. they just <laughs> have a quote made you speak that would, well, inspirationally, they could ask you to speak out and then you might be inspired to mm. actually yeah. most you feeling, these, you feeling some inspiration here for us. Most of these quotes are just exclamations. Actually, the more I look, they're just like, wah, loser. Ah, come on. That is, that is what he not says. notable yeah. quotes. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I think that. my uh, my favorite Wario quote personally is uh, <laughs> "egg salad." Oh, yeah, because he goes egg salad, egg salad number one. <laughs> oh, uh, we need to get Charles Martinet on the podcast. I think that would. Oh, you haven't yet? No. Weird. Well, like, I'll give you know, scheduling his, has been his, his, a, 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 a challenge. You'd be surprised by the notable people who have not been on this podcast. Honestly. Um, anyway. Hollywood's missing out. Yeah, yeah, right? What can you do? Um, what can you do? You contact agents. What can you do? Well, I'll tell you what you can do. You can listen to B and Jim Davis on 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 uh, the podcatcher of your choice. I'm not going to say the, the thing that we don't say. Uh, you can visit the website. You can 
you can follow us on Twitter. I'm just glad you're ending the episode, but this is going in a really weird direction. <laughs> is it? I'm John, I think that, just re- all that remains for me now is to thank Billy Seaguire for joining us this week and uh, recommending that our audience check out Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts. And also you're going to want to, it seems like probably you can pre-order The Dalek by Billy Seaguire, which is put out by the, publishing house i have forgotten the name of Ob- obverse books obverse it is part books. of the black archive mm. line and if you can't pre-order it yet uh follow follow me online i'm at the billy seaguire on most social media which uh, by which i mean twitter i believe on instagram i'm just billy seaguire because <laughs> it was too long if i was jim Dale, there you go um, yeah we thank you. We bid you good night. I know I was Jim Davis. <laughs> I, I, I feel fine. If bid. I was not Jim Davis. Actually, no, I have one more, one more point to make, and that is because I just noticed I, I have this Wikipedia article for Charlie Chan open. 14 children, it says here on Wikipedia. Gender male, occupation detective, children, 14. It is slightly too many for a half-hour cartoon. <laughs> but luckily, they do pair up a lot. It's a very and-the-rest situation. <laughs> well, it's also okay. I mean, this is its not the time for us to get back into this discussion, but Wikipedia is making a good point here. Which is for 1930, the benevolent and heroic Chan was conceived as an alternative Like what you just heard, support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more years and other shows. Could have been a lot worse. Wow, also played by Peter Ustinov at one point. Wow. Classic hmm. Asian actor Peter Ustinov. <laughs> the list of actors who have portrayed Charlie Chan like, doesn't seem like a single Asian. It's just Warner Oland, Manuel Arbo, Sidney Toller, Roland Winters, Ross Martin, Peter Ustinov. It's like, <laughs> there, there were definitely Asian people they could have asked. Anyway, what are you going to do? Um, of, you know you what? A fun fact for the Amazing Chan and the Chan Clan, the animated mm-hmm. series, uh, they originally did cast all Asian actors for uh, the family roles. Mm-hmm. But huh. then they <laughs> decided to recast them. And one of them, Jodie Foster. Whoa. What? Yeah, jo- well, Jodie Foster was a, a voice was a actress actor, as a child. Yeah. She played Pugsley in Hanna Barbera's uh, Adams oh, Family. I believe. Okay. I did not know she played Pugsley. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh. That's awesome. I hope I have that right. But wow! But you know, it looks great. it looks like in the Amazing Chan Clan, they did keep an Asian actor for Charlie Chan. Okay, that's something. So a one good thing. One out of fifteen. Yeah, would be great if every member of the Chan clan is a currently famous actor. Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> or just or just a famous person for other yeah. reasons. Like that's true. You know, 
could, yeah. could be all kinds uh, of it looks uh, says here uh stanley chan played by joseph biden <laughs> i was gonna go with nelson mandela but joseph <laughs> biden's good too anyway yeah. i think probably i should stop recording <laughs> that I, would be advisable. i think we did a podcast <laughs> yeah i think we did. okay